Hello and welcome to Backchat, your podcast all about scoliosis, yoga and back care. My name is Christine Jaregiberry. I'm a yoga teacher, creator of the Yogaberry Yoga for Scoliosis community and YouTube channel. And this show is all about supporting you on your scoliosis journey. So if you're looking for practical advice and inspiration on how to manage the condition with yoga and movement, then you're in the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Backchat. Welcome to Yoga Berry, your yoga for scoliosis community. And I'm really excited today because this is the first time I've got a uh, an interview. Um, we're doing a little a little talk, a little chat with someone who has been recommended from someone else in this community. So we're gonna thank Gail Pickens-Bodger for this um, for this interview today. And she has been raving about Jenna. She's been raving about Egoscu. So um, she said, you have to get this lady onto the show. You have to talk to her. Um, she knows a lot about scoliosis and posture. Um, so yes, I'm really excited. So if you are here, uh, come and say hello. I can see Gail is already here. She is saying hello and she's saying, um, thank you. But no, we're thanking you, Gail, for this. And yes, yeah, so I'm going to see if, if anyone is here and this is your first time, let us know. Let us know if you're new to this community. So this is really all about scoliosis, about back care. I'm a yoga teacher myself, but I do like to talk to other professionals who have got patients, who have got students um, that suffer from scoliosis to give us a little a different perspective. And I, I think that's really important that we don't just kind of get caught up in the one thing that we do, that we keep an open mind and really um, think outside of the box and what's the best way to help people. So I can see Caroline is saying hello from the UK. Hi, Caroline. Laura is in Argentina. She's joining us. So let me bring on Jenna. There she is. Hello. Thank you so Hi, much for Jenna. having me. Thank you, Gail, for inviting me as well. <laughs> yes. So excited. So fun. Yes. Thank you so much for for taking the time. And we had a little chat beforehand as well. And, and I'm quite excited about all the, the things we're going to do. And um, yeah, and Jenna kindly agreed to make this a really a, a practical session as well. So um, yeah, quite <laughs> quite excited oh lovely thank you gail she's saying my two favorite people <laughs> <laughs> yes all in one place on one screen gail on just for you <laughs> yes uh, jane is saying hi from staten island and we've got emily as well from florida good so lovely so um the us is here basically well represented i can see that we've got a few from the uk as well so Jenna, why don't we start with, I would like, um, maybe you can give us a little bit of an introduction about yourself and um, kind of what brought you to the method before we kind of dive, um, dive a little bit deeper into the method itself. Would that be yeah, okay? absolutely. So I am a modern and contemporary dancer. Um, so I moved to New York City pretty much right out of college and about a year and a half into being into the city, I was training, taking class 
And I threw my back out twice in six months. Um, oh. So I know, right? And perfect, perfect place to talk about backs. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, was in a class and the first time was a partnering class and I essentially lifted from my back and I was like, oh, that's what happened. You know, like this happened sometimes it was a uh, partnering and like the other partner, you know, was pretty new. So I'm like, okay, didn't think anything of it. And then the second time it happened six months later, I was like, okay, wait a second. Something is going on here. I'm supposed to be at like the height of my career and, you know, something else is happening that I'm not really sure. Yeah. Got all the MRIs, x-rays and they were like, nothing's wrong. And I said, that doesn't make sense because I can't walk. <laughs> it took me an hour to walk two blocks. So something is not right. It doesn't add up. Um, so long story short, uh, my yoga teacher at the time actually was utilizing the Goski method for himself in his herniated okay. discs. Um, and he was like, Hey, I'm learning this cool thing. Let me help you. And I was like, okay, I'm willing to try anything. And did a couple exercises, stood up and was like, whoa, I can do a downward dog again. I can do cats and dogs. It doesn't hurt. Mm -hmm. This is insane. And then from there, the rest is kind of history. I knew that I needed to learn um, all about the Agassi method. And so I did an internship out in California and yeah, then came right back to the city and like, I'm ready to help everyone and anyone that will listen. <laughs> so that's a little bit about my story and um, still dancing full time and regularly. And I just know that I have this longevity now um, mm -hmm. that I didn't have when I was younger. And I have this ability to, to help myself and do it myself and warm up, cool down, be yeah. way more functional, um, yes. which at the end of the day is how I need to cross train is functionally. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. And and I, I love that you say, you, you know, this is about, it sounds to me like um, Igoscu is not so much about being treated, but about kind of being empowered to, to help yourself. Does that yes, sense? you nailed it. Um, so that's kind of like the key to a successful Agassi client is that you're willing to do the work because consistency yeah. is key and we are retraining movement patterns. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk a little more about this, especially in related to scoliosis, right? Like scoliosis doesn't necessarily really go away. So it's like, how can you constantly every day just make sure that you're setting your body up in the best physical way possible and you have the power to do that. And I think that's what I love the most about the Agassi method is it's like, okay, I'm gonna be in the car for six hours. Cool, I'm gonna do these three exercises before I do that and know that I'm not gonna like get out of the car and feel like an old lady, <laughs> you know? Mm, yes, absolutely, brilliant. So where, so you mentioned California, is that where it kind of originated? Where does it come from? Yeah, so Pete Agoscu, he started out in California in the San Diego area and then he kind of um, basically lived out of a van to a degree and like started working his way up and down the coast. So he would, he would have like one day in each um, different city. And then, mm -hmm. you know, that's why there's a lot of clinics out in California. And then it slowly started making its way to the East Coast. So we were kind of, um, I don't want to say last on the list, but um, yeah, like our clinic in, in Manhattan is pretty new. Um, yeah. We had a clinic in Westchester, which is uh, neighboring. To Manhattan, but yeah, we're we're still making our way to the East Coast. But it started out in San Diego. Okay, and at the mo so at the moment, it's just available in in the U.S. 
do you work with international clients as well? Yeah, so we actually have two clinics in Japan and then okay, one in wow. Mexico as well. Um, so that's really exciting. Um, and we work with international clients, um, absolutely, because we're hands-off methods. So all that means is that me as a therapist, I get to just cue you, right? Mm. Um, so we do it over Zoom. We've been doing it over Zoom, Skype, um, since the beginning of when all of that came out. Um, like the really old school, like teleprompter type stuff. Um, so yeah, it makes no difference to us, whether it's Zoom or in person. Clients sometimes have a preference, but it gives us that ability to work with anyone anywhere in the world. Yeah, brilliant. That's amazing. Good. So um, let me just acknowledge uh, everyone who's here. So I can see a lot of you joining in. Alison is from India. We've got Michael from Australia as well. Gayla saying she loves the um, the Zoom offerings. That's where she got started with Jenna as well. Good, yes. And I think nowadays we're all a little bit more accustomed to uh, to Zoom, right? And I think we're starting. And in the beginning, everyone was moaning, right? Everyone was like, "Ugh, I just want to go and see people again, and you know, be in in a place with other people." But you know, there's so many advantages of this. You can connect with. Um, specialists, you can connect with people that, you know, that you might not have met otherwise um, via Zoom. So I think it's an amazing thing. <laughs> yeah. And we had a bit of a transition too. like, especially in this city, we have a lot of people who leave the city and go to the Hamptons or summer homes in the Adirondacks. Um, so they would just essentially stop their therapy over the summer months. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it takes them a little longer to get back into it. So now they're like, oh, I can just continue and jump right on Zoom. So we have a lot of hybrid clients right now, too, right. Um, mm. which is just so lovely. And like people are on vacation and they're like, oh, no, I'm so nervous to go on vacation. But now they're like, OK, cool. We'll just set up a session on Zoom, make sure I'm good to go, do all the hiking and then, you know, go about my business. So, yeah, um, it's been fantastic. And, and we felt the same. Like a lot of people were like, well, is it the same as being in person? Um, and until you experience it, it's like, yeah, it's exactly the same. Mm. <laughs> and the method is designed to do at home. Um, so it's lovely for us as therapists to see like, oh no, that chair's a little too tall. Do you have something different? Um, yeah. and to be able to see people in their homes and it just adds to that connection value too. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So I have set myself up in my little yoga space here today, um, because I thought, you know, we thought it, it might be fun to, to be able to, to show things, to demonstrate. Um, so tell us, Jenna, what what have you got planned for us, or what is it that we that you can show us? Yeah, so we're gonna well, do. I can show. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be my my uh, body demo today. <laughs> so we're gonna do um, a couple things that we do basically every appointment. They're called functional tests, and then we'll do a couple exercises as well, just to, like really feel that difference. Okay. Um, but with the Agassi method, and I'm sure most of the viewers as well are pretty kinesthetic already. Like you like being in your body, sensing things, and that's what we do at the Agassi method is really try to help you bring back that mind-body connection. Mm. Um, so we're going to play a lot with that today. So just kind of keep an open mind and go along for the ride. 
Um, I'll cue you the whole time. And if you're listening later and you can't see visually, just trust it and follow the cues and um, we'll be there. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So everyone at home, you can obviously, well, unless you're driving, then please don't. <laughs> but yeah, don't do not recommended while driving. <laughs> but otherwise, you can you can follow along, obviously, as well. <laughs> yes. So, um, if you have a mirror, some fun things to do, um, just as like a little like self evaluation um, before we get into these functional tests. So, most of you, I'm sure, have scoliosis or know someone who has scoliosis, right? So you know what kind of scoliosis you have most likely, and you can have that lumbar curve, which is the lower back. You could also have a thoracic curve, or you could have both, (laughs) so you can mix and match too, right? Um, So we're gonna talk just firstly about um, some postural trends we kind of see with each of those. Um, So if you wanna stand on up for us, and you can probably use like your Zoom camera at almost like a mirror. So the first thing I want you to do is actually just kind of close your eyes and then you're just gonna take a couple marches in place um, and not really thinking anything of it, just kind of normal stepping it out. And I'll give a countdown uh, from three and at when I get to one, I want you to just stop moving your feet. So we'll go three, two, one, stop. And then I want everyone to look down at their feet and just see how their feet landed. So of course you can open your eyes at this point and you're just looking for, okay, do my toes wanna go out? Do my toes wanna go in? Is one foot in front of the other? Um, Did my stance get really wide or did it get really narrow? So our ideal stance, which doesn't happen for most people, especially off the bat, is feet parallel, so toes, your second toe straight ahead, and then um, feet hip width distance apart, which for most people is about a fist and a half width distance. Females, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, we love to think that our hips are wider than they are, they are not. (laughs) They're not, yes. (laughs) Yeah, so this is the first observation I want you to make, is just seeing where your feet landed. And we do that marching first, so that you can kind of not really think about what's happening um, Mm -hmm. and just actually observe what's happening. So what do you notice with your feet? Anything kind of jumping out to you? So, I mean, usually usually my right foot tends to turn out, but I have just practiced before. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) It seems a little bit better, but my right foot is a little bit forwards of my left foot. So that's what I noticed that Um, seems to be kind of coming up at the moment. Yeah, so that's really good. So what happens is when one foot starts to step a little bit forward, that's telling us, well, actually, let me ask you, what do you think that that's telling us? Well, it's probably telling me that one hip is slightly forward. Um, Exactly. Something is rotated in the pelvis. Yes, 100%. So when one foot starts to sneak forward, it's a compensation mechanism that starts to happen when the hips from above are actually rotated, right? Because our Mm. hips, we want them to be the main movers, the main drivers, the the force of momentum forward and in stabilization. So what happens is when one foot starts to step forward, it's pretty much a direct correlation to if the hips are rotated. So if that same thing happened to you, then just check out your hips. Do they feel rotated? Do they look rotated? Um, So we'll actually 
kind of start to track our way up to the hips next. Um, so a good thing if you, again, if you have that mirror, I want you to take your hands just kind of like flat right on top of your hip bones. Yeah, exactly. And then in the mirror, just kind of see, okay, is one hand higher than the other? Is one hand lower than the other? And then you also might be able to feel um, that tactile feedback with your own hands if one hip is rotated a little more than the other. Um, you can tend to feel that, especially if one foot like is rotated or, or stepping forward rather, then go ahead and check that out. So do you wanna tell us what you're noticing? Yeah, so I can't, I, I'm quite small in the screen, so I can't quite tell if uh, one hip is higher than the other, but the right one is definitely forwards of the left. Yeah, yeah yep. This is where my hip bones are. Yeah, and your hips actually look pretty even height-wise, mm. um, not too far off. If anything, I would say the left hip is a little, a touch higher. Um, so what happens, what can tend to happen is when the pelvis starts to rotate, a couple things. One hip will start to hike up to kind of like compensate again in a different way. Um, or the hips will actually stay even and the pelvis is just really rotated, um, but the, the hip bones themselves are even. Um, mm -hmm. And none of these things are either good or bad, right? We have our ideal posture, but even me as a therapist, I don't live in that ideal posture. <laughs> like yeah. we can't, everything we do all day is stimulus. So it's like, okay, you can't really yeah. stay there. Um, so just taking that observation of like, okay, this is neither good nor bad. It's just like, what is my body doing? I have mm. no clue, right? <laughs> Half the time we have no clue. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So next up, let's move up to the shoulders. Oh, one more thing I'll say about the pelvis and the hips is if the hips are really doing something crazy of like rotating or one hip is drastically higher than the other, um, you might be a person that has tends to have more of like that lumbar uh, curve of the scoliosis. So just that's something we we normally see is that when the hips are really off, then it's directly impacting that that lumbar spine. Mm -hmm. um, because the lumbar spine sits right on top of the hips. So if the hips are twisted and or vice versa, it's gonna impact the other, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so next thing, we're gonna do the same thing for the shoulders. So again, mm -hmm. in your mirror, just trying to exactly <laughs> let those arms hang as neutral as possible, which is so hard because we tend to be up here. Yeah. Um, and then just trying to see, okay, Shoulders can be a little harder to see, but does one sit a lot higher than the other? Um, you can also check out your hand position. So in an ideal posture, anatomical neutral, we really want the thumbs, just the thumbs to be facing forward. Um, so a lot of times, okay. in, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that rotation out, that's where we want it. So that's telling us that your shoulders are actually rounding forward, mm -hmm. which is pretty common for almost everybody in our computer gremlin world. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes, so um, for most people, the thumbs are gonna be rotated a little bit. If we're seeing the total back of your hand, that is a real indicator, exactly, yeah, okay, like something's gonna happen, your elbow might be taking a hit, you might have like um, golfer's elbow or like tendonitis, any of those things because your elbow then becomes a pivot point and mm -hmm. we don't want that. Um, 
So that's kind of just like an easy little check-in with a mirror with yourself of like, okay, what's happening here? Um, and it's going to give you a lot of information off the bat. So the next thing that, do you have any questions or does anyone in the, the chat have any questions just to check in before we Yeah, do no, that's brilliant. I think the hand position especially is, is because you can see the shoulder height um, and you can see like, I, I always know that my right shoulder is slightly rotated forwards, but I could definitely, def definitely see it for my hand. Yes. Um, quite a lot. Yeah. And you can tell too, what's crazy is that like, if one hand is way more rotated than the other, we see that so often. Mm -hmm. um, and we don't really care. I say that loosely. We don't really care that like, okay, your shoulders are still rounded forward after we do a couple exercises. What we care about is that there's more balance right to left. So mm -hmm. are now both shoulders doing the same thing, the same amount of rotation forward, even if they're still rotated forward, we care that one isn't completely like this and the other's neutral. We want them both to be doing more of the same thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good, let me just have a quick look at the chat. Um, so we've got, Fahana is saying she's got scoliosis too. We've got Sandy saying hello from the USA. Lamba is saying from, Malaysia we yes. still have a lot of uh hellos here from Jordan so you've got a good <laughs> international audience yes we love it <laughs> good uh that's Sandy uh, yes PJD and scoliosis can you can you walk making your shoulder forced back to maintain straightness in other words staying as straight as possible Yes. So Sandy, don't read my mind. <laughs> We're going to do exactly that um, as one of the functional tests. So um, stay tuned. <laughs> it's coming up. <laughs> it's coming up. <laughs> yes. If you have the space to walk. Um, <laughs> But the first thing I want everyone to do, now we're gonna move into a little bit more of an experience in functional testing. Um, so this in, in Agoscu in each appointment really helps order the exercises for us um, because we wanna remove the compensation patterns. So that's how your body has adjusted to having this scoliosis and these imbalances in the spine because at the end of the day, scoliosis is just an imbalance in the, the musculature of the spine, right? So how has your body kept you in motion? Because that's what it's designed to do. Like it's brilliant, like let's adapt, I love it. And now we wanna address those compensation patterns so that we can remove them and then actually support the spine and bring it back into balance and give it a little strength and stability. Um, so the first thing I want you to do is put your feet all the way together. So we're going to make mm -hmm. two feet into one foot might feel a little strange. And if you can't get your feet all the way together, that's okay. Just as close as possible. And then I want you to close your eyes. If you feel comfortable and safe in your space, you can also have a little wall nearby if you are a little wobbly. And as you close your eyes, I want you to just tune into your feet and where your weight is settling or what's happening. So if you want to give us a little feedback as to what's happening as you close your eyes. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I am pretty good with balancing. But yes, as soon as I close my eyes, everything gets a little bit more wobbly. Yes. <laughs> and um, yes, I feel like there's more weight on my left foot yeah definitely and it, it seems to 
it seems to work a little bit harder to kind of keep me from toppling over. Mm -hmm. so that's what I that's what I noticed. Do you feel like the weight is a little more toes, heels, inside, outside of the foot? Any of that kind of like differentiation? Um, well, I feel like when I have my feet together, I cannot pronate as much. So yep. <laughs> usually my, my arches would be quite collapsed. Uh huh. So, so that feels a little bit better. Um, yeah. yeah, I can't tell. I can't tell if it's more in the back or in the front. That's okay. And if you know at home that you tend to pronate as well, um, I want you to try this. Keep your eyes closed and then just try pressing a little more into the pinky toe side of each foot. Mm. And then tell me what happens with that balance, how it shifts. Yeah, it definitely feels, it feels more stable. It feels a little bit more like I can, I'm not kind of going all over the place. Yeah. And I see that as well. Um, so one of the things that we do that's a little different in our approach for the Agassi method is we look at the body as a unit because that's how it operates. So this is the perfect example of how your foot and ankle function is affecting your balance and then working its way all the way up the chain. So for you, we know that we're gonna wanna address the foot and ankle function a little bit off the top because as soon as you changed it, just by giving a little more pressure, basically coming out of that pronation, right? Mm -hmm. A little more attention there on the outside of your foot, your balance was, you were more balanced. It shifted immediately. So that's yeah. telling us that it's a compensation pattern because it changes very quickly. Mm. So that's amazing. I'm so glad that you, uh, mentioned that you pro you tend to pronate yeah it's great no definitely it feels so much more feels so much stronger and it, it, it feels much more comfortable even with closing the eyes which yeah, yeah. okay so part two yeah. keep the feet together and then keep the eyes closed and I want you to interlace your hands together in front yep and then you're gonna put your hands behind your head and then really pull your elbows back. And then same thing, just observe what shifts in terms of your balance and weight distribution when you do this. And then if you wanna give us some feedback. Am I bending my back or am I just bringing my elbows back? <laughs> ah, yes. So I want you to kind of drive it from the elbows. So really pulling those elbows back. However, the caveat is your, your part two to that, which is you're actually, you're putting your thoracic spine in more extension. So there is a little bit of sensation of like arching your back, but I don't mm -hmm. want it to come from the, the lower back. Okay, yeah, got it. Any shift happen after that? Uh, I fear my toes have to work a bit harder. Aha, <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> So they, they, are, they are now getting involved. They were not so much involved before. Good, so a little more whole foot action. <laughs> yes. Amazing, and you're, you're not swaying as much either. No, it's, no it's, it's okay. Yeah, good, okay, you can relax all of that. So what do you think that we just did with the hands behind the head and pulling the elbows back? What do you think we were testing? I also got a good click there in my uh, thoracic. <laughs> yes, self-chiropractic adjustment. Good job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. 
what were we testing? I guess how much the spine would be bending into, into extension, how much is coming from the shoulder? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we're testing there how much your shoulders are playing a part in compensating for mm -hmm. the spine and for whatever like variety of scoliosis you have and then whatever degree, right? Because there's a whole spectrum and, and quite yeah. literally no scoliosis is the same and no body is the same with or without scoliosis. So we're seeing how much your shoulders are playing a part, if they're compensating or not. Same thing we did with the foot and ankle. Now mm -hmm. we're just doing with the shoulders in the upper back. Um, so all this position is doing is mimicking a better shoulder position, which Sandy, you nailed it. Like just walk around all day like this, right? <laughs> so that's putting your your thoracic spine in extension and resetting the shoulders um, right. in a very easy way. So this is a great way. Um, if you've been sitting for a while, just throw the hands behind the head. If you need a little like stretch or something, hold it for a minute and you're gonna reset the upper back to a degree. Okay. It's a really good one for those who are on the computer a lot all day. To you mean to bring the shoulder blades kind of back, like those who might have a winging shoulder exactly. blade that sticks out a little bit? Exactly. Yep. A hundred percent. So it's going to draw those scapula kind of down and together on the spine um, and, and allow the shoulders attempt for them to do the same thing at the same time. And you might have found that when you do this, you know, one shoulder is like this or you really can't get as much pullback. Um, and that's just showing you where those little imbalances are between shoulder to shoulder. Um, and of course, eventually we want them to both be doing pretty similar things. Mm, yes. I always find my, my right, like I felt it when I came out, I was like, oh, that is quite hard for my right <laughs> arm. My left arm doesn't have a problem with this at all. But uh, yeah. And then it's really just like being able to observe these differences and then yeah. relating it back to your scoliosis or who, if you have a family or friend who has it, you know, just, just adding that extra layer of like, okay, what is this telling me about my body and my scoliosis and how my shoulders are impacting it? Mm, yes. So we've got, we've got a few people, I think, who are doing this at, at home as well, which is great. So Liz is saying she's got the same results as me. Um, but I have more stress on the outer part of my foot. My pinky toe gets sore in my orthotic shoes and the outer part folds under. Mm, yeah. Um, and then we've got Emily is saying weight shifts to the right, which is the way my curve goes. Mm -hmm. Imagine yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it was to the left because that's the way my uh, major curve goes. So that kind of makes sense. Sandy mm -hmm. is saying bring shoulder blades together. For me, this was the test, I think, with the hands behind yep. the head. And then she's got a question as well. I hate to ask this. Anything for lower floating ribs hitting my lower shoulder blade? Oh, yeah. So Sandy, for you, I'd be curious what the hips are doing. Um, if on that side that it's it's hitting, is that hip hiked up so much that it's, and then this side is going in the opposite direction so that it's literally crunching that whole side. Um, that's what I would be curious about for you um, because the spine is, is um, sandwiched between the shoulders, a low joint, and the hips, the next major low joint, right? 
So we can't talk about the hips or the shoulders without talking about the opposite one. And we also can't talk about what's happening in the middle without talking about both ends. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's for you, it would be like, okay, let's focus on what's happening on each side. Yeah. Left short leg, short waist. Yep. Yeah. So Jane is saying, I will begin to do this throughout the day for sure. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's a great, it, it feels, it feels quite strong, I think, doesn't it? It feels like a good mm -hmm. strong stretch, but everything feels like you feel a little bit taller, I think, afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> because you're putting your spine in extension, which, you know, throughout most, for most of us, unfortunately, our day is spent slowly with gravity, but also, you know, yeah. slowly getting into flexion. So anytime we can get that spine in extension, amazing. It's going to make mm -hmm. a difference and pretty, pretty immediately for most people. Um, so Sandy, back to your original question and comment. You can also do that test while walking as well. So, you know, if you have the space, you can just walk like kind of pace. <laughs> it feels like pacing back and forth across your room or wherever, like a hallway or anything. Um, and just noticing how your feet are striking the floor or anything that you feel in your hips while you do a normal walk. And then do it with hands behind the head and feel how it changes your gait pattern. Um, mm -hmm. Because there will be a shift, especially if you felt it standing and just like neutral, you're gonna feel that shift when you walk as well. Yeah. Um, okay, so part two to all of this, now we're gonna start to see what's happening with the hips. So I want you to go pigeon toed for me. So toes together and then heels out wide. Yeah, so it looks like a V, exactly. And then what you're looking for at home is if there's any like pain, strain, tightness, um, anything that you notice if one is a lot harder to turn in than the other, anything like that. And if you want to give us some feedback about what you're noticing. Mm, unfortunately, this is always a very comfortable <laughs> position for me. <laughs> yeah, so that's actually not a bad thing. Um, and that's actually really good. So when we put our, when we request that our toes go pigeon toed, we're yeah. telling our hips and our psoas, which is our main, yeah, exactly. Our main hip driver muscle. Yep. Mm -hmm. It gets so tight, so, so tight from sitting, mainly sitting. Um, so when we request that our toes go pigeon toed, it's requesting that our psoas gets some length which is yeah. the opposite of what it tends to be doing when we're sitting, which gets yeah. really tight. Um, yeah. So if this feels good for you, amazing. Now mm -hmm. I want you to do um, one more thing for me. I want you to do the same thing with the hands. So interlace your hands, put them behind your head and pull the elbows back. And tell me what this feels like. Um, compared to the first one. Yeah. Yep, and just in general. Mm. Yeah, it's it still feels it still feels good. I feel like my left side doesn't want to cooperate as much. Yeah. <laughs> the and right I, side is quite happy, but the left side is not. <laughs> yeah, and how does it not want to cooperate? Like what does it feel like? If it feels like, uh, well, it doesn't want to kind of bend in that way, but maybe mm. I am trying to bend into the lower back too much. So mm -hmm. I'll do it again without, without doing that. 
Yeah. And if that bending feeling into and like almost like a sink into the lower back is happening, Mm -hmm. then it's again, it's not a bad thing. It's just telling us that your hips can't quite fully get like maximum extension slash neutral. So it's probably one hip is still tilted a little bit anterior um, because it doesn't want to quite release that that hip into extension yet. Um, so mm-hmm. kind of the lower back, the lumbar spine starts to compensate and it's like, I can get some extension for you, <laughs> but it's like, okay, yes, but that's not where we want it to come from. Yeah. Um, but for you, what I, I saw is as soon mm-hmm. as you put your hands behind your head, your right hip actually pulled back and was a bit more neutral. So it came out of that rotation that you oh, noticed brilliant. from the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Which is kind of a rotation is a little bit harder to feel and sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can see that that right hip kind of went and skirted back into line kind of a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Which matches your description, which said, okay, the right hip is really happy right now. <laughs> it is. Yes. The, the right side feels great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So everyone can kind of come out of that, shake your legs if you need. Um, So those are just a few tests that we do that then from all of that information, a lot is happening, right? And we can start to pinpoint and draw the dots of saying, okay, we know, like for you, we would want to do something to really address foot and ankle and shoulders. So we want to kind of start top and bottom and then sandwich our way back into the hips. (laughs) Mm. Um, Because we learned for you that your your foot and ankle likes to compensate by pronating by rolling in. And then same for the shoulders, they like to compensate like most people. Um, And then at the end, we really want to make sure those we get those hips out of that rotation, because your rotation in your hips, and in that lumbar scoliotic curve, came out and reduced after we addressed hands behind the head and or thoracic rotation. So that all of those really help us order the exercises. Mm. Um, So let's play a little if you want to do an exercise. And yes, yeah, feel free to check the chat in case anyone has questions. Uh, Hands behind the head feels like a great stretch is what Alison is saying. Yes. yeah, so Gail, yeah, that's another thing that I noticed. It's the mid-back kind of yes, got yeah, got a little bit tight. Yeah, so that tightness can be one of two things. It can be kind of like the muscles are like, oh gosh, I really need to engage, um, which mm. is not a bad thing. And we want to have like some ease to a lot of Agassi exercises. We do it about seventy percent effort. Um, because we're really trying to get like really pinpoint those postural muscles um, and get them to actually work and not allow other things to jump in and on board. (laughs) So about 70% effort, you can work a little more easeful than like crushing it. Um, Mm -hmm. So when those upper back muscles get really tight, we really want to try to engage the rhomboids, which I'm sure you talk about a lot. It's squeezing those muscles right between the shoulder blades. And those are the ones that help us get that thoracic extension and a better shoulder position. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So this first exercise is going to help with that. <laughs> okay, great. So um, to it. <laughs> oh, one more thing to add is that if you really enjoyed the hands behind the head, um, you can also add the pigeon toe to that. So if you need a little, I call them movement snacks throughout your day. That's a great one. Like double request that the hips do the same thing at the time 
same time while the shoulders do the same thing at the same time. Mm. Um, so it's a little so the, the, the purpose of this was to to lengthen the psoas, the hip yes. flexors. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It at least requests that they attempt to lengthen. <laughs> they don't always want to do they it. Might not. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So pigeon toes with the hands behind the head is just a great one minute kind of like breathing thing. Mm. Awesome throughout your day. Um, okay. So the first exercise we're going to do. So we do this interesting hand grip. It's called modified golfer's grip. So what I want you to do is try to pull your fingers back onto like the pads of your hand. Yeah. And then really give me like a hitchhiker's thumb. <laughs> yes. It's going to feel very bizarre and you may not have the capacity to actually bend the, the knuckles that much and that's okay. You're just doing the best you can. <laughs> yeah. And okay. when you do that, you should feel that the, the forearm is engaging. Yeah, definitely. Okay, great. So um, dealer's choice, you are your own individual dealer. So if pigeon toed felt really good for you, go ahead and do this pigeon toed. If it was like, eh, menos, no worries. I want you to do this exercise with your feet straight ahead. So second toe on 12 o'clock. It might feel a little pigeon toed when you do that, and that's okay. And then um, feet hip width distance apart. Okay. So I'm these... going slightly pigeon toed and I'm. Yes. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I want everyone to start with their arms down by the sides. Keep that hand grip, but start with the arms down by your sides. And I want you to try to like shimmy your shoulders for a second and really relax them down. Now from here, I want you to squeeze the shoulder blades together. So you're trying to engage those rhomboids. Yes, exactly. And then from there, you're going to lift your arms out to the side to a T. Thumbs facing for you, it's me. <laughs> so palms <laughs> facing down. Yes, thumbs okay. facing forward, your own personal forward. And then you're trying to keep those shoulder blades squeezing the whole time. And we're going to do some arm circles forward. Um, so reverse that direction. Yeah, exactly. So whatever way your thumb is facing, that's the way the rotation goes. Easy way to remember it. Yeah, and you can give a little more speed because we want a little bit of a rock to start to happen in the mm -hmm. torso slash the hips. Gosh, this is hard work. Yeah. <laughs> this is one where people tend to stop breathing. So just keep mm. breathing. <laughs> And then try to drop those shoulders down a little bit. Yeah, 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 good. Keep going, maybe like 10 more. And then you're doing a really good job, but for those at home, trying to keep the elbows straight the whole time and then half the circle in front of your body and half the circle behind. Okay. With this one, it tends to start to drift forward. <laughs> good, go ahead and give those arms a, a relaxed Ooh. little shake. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so part two to this one is then we're going to do the reverse. So we're going to do backwards as well. So after you give your arms a little shake, re-engage that modified golfer's grip and then start again with the arms down by your side. So you really drop the shoulders down, then squeeze the rhomboids together and then lift your arms out to the side. Yep. And then this time I want you to rotate your thumbs up towards the ceiling then back so your palm is trying okay. to face the ceiling yeah it might feel challenging and you might feel a really good arm forearm stretch <laughs> yeah it's great yeah great. now this time you're going to do the circles the backwards what'd you say great uh, stretch across the chest yes exactly yep Oof. 
Yeah. So backwards <laughs> tends to be a lot more difficult. You feel it a lot sooner. <laughs> Definitely. And in a different place. The first one I felt at the tops of my shoulders. Yes. This is, uh, ooh, this is different. Yep. Try to drop your shoulders down a little bit more and relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially, they want to creep up towards my ears always. <laughs> yes, and especially going backwards because we have that extra rotational component. So they naturally want to go up a little bit more and sooner. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you like five more. You got to breathe. <laughs> Good. And then shake your arms out. <laughs> yeah. be so hot. <laughs> right? So all of our exercises are, you know, if I were to just describe that to you, you're like, oh, an arm circle. Great. Simple. Mm. But functionally, they are challenging. <laughs> oh, yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And everything feels really nice and warm now. It feels like I got a good, it's like a, after a massage, it's like a circulation, yeah. the blood is flowing in this area. A hundred percent. And sometimes you can actually like physically see it. So if you're near a mirror right now and you want to turn around and like look at your upper back, it should be pretty red because that is quite literally the blood like flowing there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I want everyone to go back to where we started, which is feet together or as close together as possible. Mm -hmm. And then eyes closed. And then just tell me what you observe this time around. Hmm. I feel a lot more. There's hardly any wobbling now. It's it's very. It feels very centered. Yeah, I agree. Very, feels very stable. Yeah, you're not really having that shift side to side at all. Hmm. And question for you: Does that feel similar to when you did the hands behind the head the first time around? Um, yeah, possibly. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know we've done so many tests in, in yes, the meantime. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. But quite simply, I mean, for most people, the arm circles automatically is going to make you feel more balanced, um, which yeah. is very similar to when you do the hands behind the head, because right. it's doing that same action. It's saying, okay, let's make the shoulders do the same thing at the same time and get that little bit of a reset. Um, mm. So, and the arm circles are really good too, because they tend to remove rotation. So if your shoulders like to rotate at all, this is a really good one. It's going to um, mm. help reduce that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. But I also fear my hips are fear more, fear more even, even though we've done something with the shoulders. So that's yeah, amazing. Yeah. So why do you think that is? Like, what do you think happened there? <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I guess whenever you affect something higher up, it will have an effect somewhere lower down as well. So um, something Ex has kind of clicked into place. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the body works in these kinetic chains, right? So everything is connected. So when we reset the thoracic spine or the upper back, those muscles um, are quite literally attached to the same spot on your spine, the same vertebrae as the big psoas muscle of the hip. <laughs> mm. So that's why we can't talk about the shoulders without talking about the hips and vice versa. Right. Because yeah. it, if we do an exercise like we just did to directly impact the shoulders, it's gonna 
have something to do with the hips as well. It's gonna, there's gonna be a shift because you're shifting that vertebrae where they both connect. Yeah, brilliant. Pretty crazy, right? right? And we didn't do anything uh, asymmetrically, right? We didn't just do it with one arm or exactly something with the other and still it kind of, we, we still managed to reset. Yep. Yeah. And that's a really good point is that we have exercises like we could do arm circles with one arm, just Mm -hmm. one arm. And sometimes that's called for um, in the sense that like if one shoulder is like more of like a frozen shoulder or we're really like trying to be like, hey, this shoulder doesn't want to do its job. We need to do it on its own first. Um, so the other shoulder stops taking over to help, we can absolutely do that. So most of our exercises we can do unilaterally or bilaterally, but, um, bilateral is amazing. If you can, I don't want to say get away with it, but if you're, if your body can do it, you can, of course, you know, always notice and observe those differences side to side, but we ultimately want to get them both doing the same thing at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Before, I, I mean, the, the chat has just gone crazy. But, <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. Was there anything else you wanted me to? Oh, no. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. Okay, <laughs> good. So I'm just going to come back here to, yes. to normal size. Good. So, um, yeah. So Alison is saying, oh, my God, much less wobbly. Thank you. Um, let me go back to where it all started. So lots of feeling great. <laughs> Um, feels in my uh, Gail can feel it in her lower shoulder blades. Mm, Bambi feels great. Strong sensations in the mid back. Yeah, those are those muscles firing. Sometimes Good. they're like you like wake them out of a dead sleep. <laughs> With pigeon toed, my left hip feels tight. So what does that tell me? <laughs> yeah, Allison. So it's it's pretty simple. That the the left hip doesn't want to quite cooperate as much as the right. Um, and that the left hip might be slightly more anterior, which just means that it's tilting a little bit more forward. Um, and then it doesn't want to get that extension and that, that length, honestly. Okay. So when we turn the feet in, we Mm -hmm. also go into extension in the hip. Is that what you're saying? Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. So if it's kind of like what you were experiencing too, like if it doesn't want to quite get all the way there for some reason, a little sticky, um, then it's telling us there's something off with the tilt of the pelvis. (laughs) Biceps and triceps work out. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. How often do you hold your arms out? Very challenging. Yes. And I think it was, it was just having my hand here in this position. (laughs) Right. Because our, our hands have started to get like pretty dysfunctional too, because we're mm. we're either texting or we're typing. So it's like, okay, how can we challenge our, our digits as well? Yeah. Feel it in my convex side of my thoracolumbar curve. Yes, that, so that's what I always experience as well. If I go into extension, that's where my um the the peak of the curve kind of that's where it starts to like, no, I don't like this. Yep. <laughs> good so sandy saying stable as a rock yes i love that sandy feeling much more centered good face saying she will be doing these regularly yes yeah they're amazing movement snacks (laughs) 
it is that the main fascia connection at t11 12 exactly yeah so t12 is right where um the lats and the psoas connected the same spot on the spine so yep you nailed it <laughs> right okay um laura is saying feels very nice after you yes <laughs> I, I agree, Laura. Yeah. <laughs> I, it doesn't feel so great while you're doing it, right? But it feels amazing when you stop doing it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, okay. your, your total body gets that full release. <laughs> yeah. Can you mention the thumb position one more time? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we call it modified golfer's grip. So what you're trying to do is connect the pads of your fingers to like the, the pad of your palm. Well, above your palm rather. <laughs> and yeah. then you're really trying to give me like a hitchhiker thumb. So you're trying to really feel like a duck and like spread that webbing of the thumb. And that's going to really engage the, the forearm. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Mm. Mm hmm. Great. So Jane is saying, when I put my hands behind the head, I feel myself lifting my head with my hands by the base of the skull, which feels like I'm elongating more. Yes, exactly. So what happens to our head most of the time because of our shoulders, because it sits on top of our shoulders, is that our head starts to go forward, right? We become a yeah. turtle. <laughs> so that's amazing, Jane. As soon as you reset the shoulders underneath, your head also naturally wants to come back, which is exactly what we want. So you're closer to that verticality. Yes, exactly. Uh, so some front and back is what I'm not sure about. Oh, okay. yes, yes, yes. Okay, so whatever way your thumb is facing, that's the way you rotate. So I typically start rotating forward, which means that uh, my thumb is going to be... <laughs> Where am I? A little arm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A little like pterodactyl. <laughs> so my thumb, whatever way my thumb is facing, I'm going to rotate. So when my palm is down, my thumb is forward and then yeah. I rotate forward. So I go that direction. And then when I flip my palm up to the ceiling, my thumb is backwards. So I go that direction. That's mm. how I remember it. Very it's kind of the easiest for me. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard of uh, Z Health? No, tell me. No, it's it's all about um, neurology-based uh, training methods. So it's it's all about um, you know the the connections to the brain. And there's a lot of um, circular drills that they do, and like you know figures of eight, and you always kind of follow the the thumb. Yeah. <laughs> or, or if you reverse it, you you follow the pinky. But it reminds me of that. It's like yes. Absolutely. And it's connecting our brain back to like our digits, which are the farthest away from us, right? Our fingers and our toes. <laughs> so we tend to forget like our hands and our feet do so much for us all day, every day that we don't actually acknowledge. Um, so if you have a chance today, I recommend saying thank you to your hands. Thank you to your feet. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And just trying to get that connection back between our hands and our feet because they get lost because they're the furthest things away from our brain. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, this was amazing, Jenna. I, I see lots of people saying thank you here in the in the chat. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think we all really enjoyed this. And um, yeah, amazing. Thank you so much for for your time. Of so course. Where can where can we find you? How can we how can we get more of this? 
Yes, absolutely. So um, agoski.com is just kind of like our main website. Um, and it allows you to type in your zip code if you're looking for somewhere for all the US based people. If you're looking to see if there's a clinic near you, um, typing in your zip code will help you find that the closest clinic. Um, and then if you wanted to reach out to me directly, I can give you my direct email. It's just Jenna, J-E-N-N-A at agoski.com. Spelling E-G-O-S-C-U-E. Like, what the heck? How do you spell that? How do you even yeah. say it? <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know if there's a way we can like type that into the chat so that it's there. Um, yes, you want me to. So I'm going to write Egoscu um, into the... Oh, did I spell it right? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So egoscu.com, you said? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and I think I put all the links uh, in the description. If not, I will do it afterwards as well. Amazing. So in there. And then are you are you on social media? Can we find you on Instagram or Yes. Yeah, so Agoski of New York City, I do most of the social media. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm behind all of it. Uh, so we do have um, uh, Instagram and a Facebook. It's just Agoski NYC. Um, so we are on there. All of the clinics have Instagrams as well. If there's a clinic closer to you, you can follow those accounts. And then the Agassi method, like our corporate, they have a, a overhead um, Instagram as well. That's just Agassi method. Um, and then if you wanted to follow me personally, my Instagram is private, but go ahead and send me a request. <laughs> um, you'll see a lot of dance and artist stuff on there. Brilliant. Not, um, Brilliant. As much Agassi, straight up Agassi on there, but it's, it all infiltrates. Um, so yeah, my Instagram handle is Jen, J-E-N-N underscore buns, B-U-N-N-S. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'm finding you right now. Yes, and you are. can guess that is uh, an old uh -huh. school uh, nickname <laughs> from, <laughs> from college, but you know, it just, uh, it's lovely. stuck in, you know. And there's you in a, in a, dancer's pose in a yes <laughs> that is me <laughs> good sandy's asking if the, if you've got youtube or are there any youtube videos that we can we can watch on yeah so um i believe that it is one of the texas clinics i want to say that has um they have some stuff up on youtube so you can just search a goscu um there's random videos up on youtube that you can watch absolutely and um pete has if you haven't read or don't own the book pain free um yeah. highly recommend and right. he's coming out with a new one in November. So stay tuned for that. We're all very excited. Um, he's kind of re, he revamped the book. Um, so that, stay tuned. It's going to be great. Brilliant. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jenna. That was, that was really amazing. And yeah, really, uh, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, I'm glad. Yeah, that, I mean, it doesn't have to be hard, right? <laughs> you can no, have well, fun. It was hard. It was <laughs> hard. But... <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for being my my body in the space and for going along uh, for the ride and for each of you at home for, for playing a part as well. Yes. yes and being absolutely. so active in the chat. I love it. Yes. Yes. Great, everyone. Thank you so much. And um, yeah. So next week, I just want to say to everyone, we are I'm going to do a yoga session 
a live yoga session. I haven't done that for a very, very long time. So, um, and I think it's Gail's birthday as well. <laughs> yes, celebrate. Celebrate. <laughs> so yes, join us for some more exercise and some more movement because it's all good watching YouTube videos, but you know, we, we need to get off our chairs and move about and uh, yeah, reset the body as, as Jenna was saying. Yeah, 100%. Everything is stimulus. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I would be super grateful if, if you could leave me a five star rating and review, which will help me to create lots more amazing content. If you have any questions or suggestions, reach out to me on Instagram at yogaberry.scoliosis or visit my website at www.yogaberry.net.